How's it going? Welcome to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I'm Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we have a very exciting topic, one that I'm extremely passionate about, and I know Eric is too. We are going to be talking about Record Store Day. Super excited. But before we get into that, we're going to go into the listener segment of the episode. And for those of you who don't know by now, the listener segment is our listeners all around the world we give you a shout out. Top three countries outside the United States um, for that week. We give you a shout out. And um, in order to be in the top three, all you have to do is share our podcast. So share with your family, your friends, your teachers, your pets, as long as they have owners that will listen. <laughs> and um, yeah, that's pretty much that. So for this week, I will go from three to one. How about that, Eric? Sounds good. Okay, so one country was able to hang on from last week. Number three, the third spot, Colombia. Nice. Very nice. Colombia made it back this week. Remember, guys, we started this last week. That was our first uh, initial listener segment. If you want to listen back to that, um, just click on our main episode of uh, Lovely Little Lonely. You can listen to our top three for that week. But yes, Colombia made it back. So shout out to Colombia and thank you for listening. They made it to the top three. Hanging in there, hanging in there. All right, so number two on our list, we have a new new uh, country. We have the United Kingdom. Nice, very nice. Shout out to the UK for coming in strong. Now I got to tell you, the number two spot and the number one spot was extremely, extremely close all week. So they were neck and neck. But, um, you know, I'm happy that they made the list. That's awesome. So shout out to the UK. And then we have the top spot. Number one spot this week. Mexico. Nice. Very nice. Mexico came out of the woodwork and just dominated this week. Um, It was really close between Mexico and the UK for a while, like they were neck and neck. And then towards the end of the week, Mexico was just like, nope, we're going full, full throttle, top of the chart. Um, So thank you guys. Most importantly, thank you, everybody around the world for listening to us. We really, really appreciate it. And we can't wait to see who's the top three next week. I look, I really look forward to the segment every single week because it's so interesting to see um, who's listening around the world. So, um, yeah, top three of this week, Colombia, United Kingdom, and Mexico takes the top spot. So thanks, guys. And now we are going to get into a little news segment 
of uh, this episode before we get into Record Store Day because a lot happened over this past weekend, Eric, in, in music news, you know, and it's just a lot that needs to be discussed. So um, first things first and most importantly, um, did you hear about uh, Vici, Eric? Yes, unfortunately. Yes, so I definitely wanted to um, talk about that because for those of you who don't know by now, Avicii, the Swedish DJ and record producer, has passed away. And he, unfortunately, was only 28 years old. It's so tragic, man. Yes, 28 years young, and he passed away um, over the weekend. And uh, it was really, really sad news, especially for the dance music EDM community. Yeah, and everybody who's ever collaborated with him, you know, has been, uh, they've all been just doing tributes and sharing their feelings on social media. Right, right. And um, for those of you who don't know um, Avicii, just by name alone, he has the songs Levels and Wake Me Up, which were huge smashes. Um, And yeah, I just wanted to, to note that Tim Bergling, that's his actual government name, um, he was a huge, huge figure in the dance community and EDM community, and he will really be um, sincerely missed. Yeah, I, I uh, read an article somewhere that uh, Steve Aoki said, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Yeah, you are, you are. That uh, Steve Aoki said that uh, he's one of the pioneers of EDM and that he was just super important to the genre and then he'll be dearly missed. He inspired so many people, and you were right about that, Eric. So many people made um, tributes to him over the weekend, like Steve Aoki, Martin Garrix, um, just a lot of um, EDM figures, Tiesto, um, and yeah, it's just, it's really sad to hear something like that. Um, Nothing has been confirmed yet of why uh, he passed away or what he passed away from, Um, they just noted today that there's no foul play involved, so that's good to hear. Um, but his fans are concerned that it might have had to do with drinking issues. Yeah, I, I heard that he had a lot of health-related issues when he was alive. Yeah, he actually stopped touring in the end of uh, 2016. Like, he went on a permanent uh, you know, hiatus from touring because he was partying very hard and it just really took a toll on his physical health yeah he had some organs removed from what i uh, from what i read in in another article i know he had his gallbladder removed at one point so i'm sure that he was already uh having health complications because of that yeah he developed pancreatitis from uh the partying the drinking and the long touring so he just permanently stopped uh towards the end of 2016 and fans may think that that could be into play um, as far as the reason of his passing. But nothing has been confirmed yet. These are all just, you know, alleged things out there. But regardless, um, the most important thing to gather from this is that he was a huge influence in the EDM community um, and really a legend. And it's such a shame that he had to pass away at such a young age. But uh, his legacy will live on. So rest in peace to Avicii. Seriously, rest in peace, dude. Moving on from that, in the rap hip-hop community, we had a lot of bombs drop over this weekend, especially from Kanye West. Kanye West has been in hiding (laughs) on social media 
for months. He has just went off the grid completely, went off the grid. He was very low-key, and everybody thought it was extremely weird for Kanye because anybody that knows of Kanye knows that he's very outspoken. He was he went off the grid for a while, and people were wondering, you know, what was going on with him. And it turns out, now we know why, because he has four projects, Eric, that he has been working on for these past few months. So he has produced... Pusha T's album and Tiana Taylor's album that are both coming out um, over the summer. Then he has his own solo album that's coming out on June 1st. And then if that wasn't enough, he has his album with Kid Cudi that's a collab album that's coming out on June 8th. Wow. Busy man. That's a lot of projects, you know? People can barely do that with one album. Now imagine juggling four. Yeah. It seems like, you know, spreading yourself thin, that does not apply to him in any sense. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear what this is going to sound like, especially in terms of his solo album and his collab album with Cuddy, because I'm a big fan of Kid Cuddy um, and his music as well. So I can't wait to hear what what both are going to sound like. And Eric will definitely be covering um, at least one of those albums on here. So Stay tuned for that, everybody who's a Kanye fan, because Kanye's back, and he's in full gear. He's going all in. I can't believe he had that many projects in development. That's all you got to do. Just keep on working and keep everybody on their toes. Yeah, so we have that. Then we have, I'm very excited to talk about this, J. Cole's new album that just dropped this past Friday on 420. He dropped K.O.D. and... We are definitely going to be talking about this album on this podcast, Eric, because you want to know why? Um, I haven't listened to J. Cole in a really long time, but I've heard great things about this album, you know, when it came out. So I was like, all right, I'm going to check this album out. I'm going to give it a listen to myself. And this album to me is a game changer. Game changer. I have nothing but um, positive things to say about this album as a whole. And I wish that... Um, more people would uh, would take the time to, even if you're not a J. Cole fan, but just listen to this album because it just has such strong messages throughout. And it's really real rap music. I think uh, Kanye made a tweet um, earlier. I don't, uh, I don't know exactly when he made it, but I think it was either over the weekend or... Uh, or, or something like that, but he, he tweeted, he's like, enough of this uh, mumble rap BS, real rap is back, and I think he was referring to, obviously, himself, but not only himself, but just people who are dropping real projects like this, and this album is definitely one of them. Um, yeah, so we are going to be talking about this. Stay tuned for that. Um, within the next few episodes, we'll definitely be talking about J. Cole's KOD album. For those of you who don't know what KOD means, it has three meanings, according to J. Cole himself. Kids on drugs, king overdosed, and kill our demons. Those are the three meanings of KOD. And on Twitter, he said, the rest of the album I leave to your interpretation. It's a real fun album to go through, Eric, because there's just so many lyrical themes of drug abuse, addiction, depression, um, just urban culture in general. So it's I can't wait to really dive into this track by track. Uh, so yeah, guys, stay tuned for that coming up. And congratulations to J. Cole as well, because this album broke Apple Music's first day streaming record in the United States and 
and breaks Spotify streaming record, surpassing Taylor Swift and Drake. Big wow, names, wow. big names, and and I it is that good for anybody who who's listening to this podcast. It really is that good. Um, even if you're not a fan of J. Cole, for me personally, I've always been a casual fan, but this was the first album that I really, um, connected with, I feel. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to, uh, talk about this in the future. So we'll definitely be getting around to that in the future, uh, future episodes, but congratulations to J. Cole, seriously. And, uh, I can't wait to listen to Kanye stuff as well. And just this whole, hopefully resurgence of old school mentality type of rap because I, I'm totally with Kanye on that trap music, um, mumble rap music that that's a movement that's happening right now. Um, that's that's well and fine for for people that uh, enjoy that. But I'm looking for stuff with substance, um, you know, deeper meaning and stuff like that and I feel like that's another thing like a lot of people will listen to KOD and not necessarily gravitate towards it afterwards because they'll be like oh this is too preachy or you know or they just it'll go right over their head completely where they're like oh this is not about like sex and this and and money and whatever and it is about those themes but it's about those themes in a realistic sense not just like who can have the most sex and who has the most money and who has the most fame. And, and it's actually talking about the reality and the other side of each of those uh, topics. Um, it's got a story to tell. Yeah. And, and that's what I really um, gravitate towards just in my personal preference with rap music. I'm all for rap music that uh, is for partying and having a good time. There's definitely a time and place for that, but um, the real like hip hop that I connect with definitely has to do with um, songs of substance, um, storytelling, like you said. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this whole hopefully resurgence of, you know, rappers really, um, you know, stepping their game up. I feel stepping their game up, not just talking about the same things over and over again. Not everything is just like a trap beat party, you know, mumble rap song. So. That's my two cents on that. I'm totally with you. And moving forward, the last piece of news in pop punk. Now we're making a total gear shift. <laughs> we're going from today. We are very, very, um, we have a wide <laughs> uh, range of topics because we went from EDM to hip hop. Now we're going to pop punk. But for pop punk, state champs, they just um, they just announced that they are coming out with an album, Living Proof. June 15th. Um, this past week, they just dropped their first single off of uh, off of Living Proof, and the single was called Dead and Gone. And it was produced and co-written by John Feldman and Mark Hoppus. Wow, cool. Yeah, yeah. So um, Dead and Gone is definitely, how do I describe it? It is a fun song that is more on the popular side of pop punk, which it seems like a lot of people are doing these days where it's more on the popular side of pop punk. Um, but... I'm looking forward to see what the rest of the album is going to sound like. Um, yeah, so Living Proof comes out June 15th, State Champs. They're going to be on Vans Warp Tour all summer. And they're going to be on Fall Out Boy's Mania Tour um, in, I think, late fall for select dates. So definitely grab a ticket for one of those um, if you live in the U.S. and you want to go see State Champs. So, yeah, that's basically that's basically the music news for today. And 
moving on, now we can finally get into what we are talking about today, which is Record Store Day, specifically Record Store Day 2018. Now, Eric, tell me and tell the listeners who may not know, what is Record Store Day? So Record Store Day is basically a holiday of sorts that celebrates the independent music store and the record as a whole. It started just as an idea back in 2007. A bunch of independent record store owners and employees got together to see how they could go about celebrating the independent music store and the record in general. And this is what they came up with. And the very first record store day took place in April of 2008. And it's been going strong since then. And every year, basically what they do is they have all these fun activities like cookouts, live performances, uh, meet and greets, a lot of really cool things just to make it a pleasant experience for people visiting the independent record stores. But they also have a special record store day list. And on this list are a bunch of special limited edition record releases by a bunch of different artists hip-hop, rock, classical, jazz, EDM, you name it. They have a list full of different artists, and sometimes they bring back stuff that's been long out of print just for that day. And it's just really fun. And, you know, I've been a part of it for the better part of more than four years, so I can definitely tell you from experience that it is one of the coolest things I've ever taken part in. Definitely one of my favorite holidays because now, according to the people who set it up, it's an official holiday. So, yeah, it's just a ton of fun. That's awesome. And from your experience, why do you think, personally, why do you think people should care about Record Store Day? Because it just really celebrates music as a whole, which obviously both you and I think is important. And, you know, I think it's just one of those days where people can just go out of their busy schedules to just, you know, have fun, relax, enjoy each other's company and just enjoy music and what it stands for. So if for nothing else, you know, a lot of people obviously go for the stuff on the list and for the stuff they want to buy. But, you know, if nothing else, I suggest you go just to have a good time and to just enjoy music, what it's about, and to just be in the company of other people who think the same. And where is Record Store Day specifically located in the U.S.? Do you know? So it takes place at more than 1,300 independent record stores. This happens nationwide. And it also happens overseas, too. I know that in France, it's a huge deal. It's become a huge part of their culture. That's amazing. That's incredible. And Record Store Day... There's a main Record Store Day event every year that happens in April, but there's also a Black Friday event that happens in November as well. And not a lot of people know about that, so please yes. please expand upon that. So basically, the, the kind of I'm going to assume the reason why they set up a Black Friday Record Store Day is precisely because they know that on Black Friday, a lot of people go to you know Walmart and all those other places and have WWE matches over TVs and stuff. Yep, the trifecta, Walmart, Target, and Best Buy. Yes, so I think they came up with this Black Friday idea to kind of distract from that and to pretty much tell everyone, you know, come here to a record stores and just have a nice, relaxed time and, you know, That's another thing I wanted to touch upon really quick, Eric. Why do you think, and, and explain this for the people out there, why is it so important to to support independent record stores in comparison to these big re- retail stores? 
I mean, independent record stores just have such a very charming quality. I mean, they really, really cater to fans of music. And they really love to have that connection with their customers. You know, if they see that their customers care about the store and about the services offered to them, they will repay that back to you. You know, I can tell you from experience, from going to various independent record stores, you know, I shop there all the time. I buy a variety of different things and that doesn't go unnoticed by the record stores. And if they notice that, you know, you get perks sometimes. And that's, that's just that give and take relationship. Like for the punch cards, for example, you want to explain the punch card system that they have going on? Yes. So the punch cards are basically these uh, little cards that they give you depending on what record store you go to. I'm sure a bunch of them have them, but you know, the rules for each one apply differently. But for example, um, there's a record store that I love to go to by where you and I live. They give out punch cards and they, uh, for every $20 you spend, they punch a hole in the card. And when you get 10 punches, they either take $15 off your entire purchase or they give you a free item that's worth $15 or less. Which is pretty freaking cool because they are basically rewarding customers for shopping there. Exactly. And that's the thing, like, you know. That's the relationship that a lot of independent record stores have with their customers. Something that you're not going to find at, you know, say Best Buy. So I wanted to get your live reaction of this, Eric, because I could have spoken to you this off of the podcast, but I wanted to see how you would react to this. So basically, I took a poll on the Music Matters Media Instagram, and I wanted to see, you know, how many people were, were taking part in Record Store Day. So I simply asked, did you participate in Record Store Day today? Yes or no? And 53% said yes, and 47% said no. Wow, okay. So how cool. do you feel about those results? So I definitely love that, you know, 53% people definitely took part in it. We're all for it. And I just feel like that number should definitely be higher. Yeah, you know, I was actually getting really nervous because in the beginning it was going really strong. It was like 80-20. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then towards the end when it was time for the poll to clock out, then people, then it started getting more like neck and neck in terms of numbers. And I was just like, this totally relates to our previous uh, podcast episode, physical um, media versus streaming services where a lot of people don't even participate in Record Store Day because they don't see the, the use for it. Yeah, and I think that's such a shame, you know? Not necessarily, you know, because of the whole selling records thing, but just because of the significance of it, you know? It's not simply just about going to the stores and stocking up on records. It's this whole culture that's grown out of it. And it is a shame that the number isn't higher, particularly because this is an event that's been going on for more than a decade at this point. Right. And I think that a lot of it has to do with the whole streaming movement, you know, of uh, you have all these options to stream music. You have Apple Music, you have Tidal, you have Spotify, you have Amazon Music. Um, you have all these different ways to access music now that a lot of people don't see the need of going out and physically um, buying things and then downloading them off of uh, your computer or playing them, you know, physically. 
anymore because there's just so many ways that you can get music and I I see both sides of it for me personally as we spoke about in the physical media versus streaming services episode which you guys should all check out by the way that was uh one of our episodes earlier on um I love physical media and I know you do as well and uh I just love the whole experience of it Um, and I'll explain what I mean by that. I love going out with a group of friends who are all music lovers and just making a day of it, of going out to record stores and, you know, looking for finding new finds, looking for music that maybe just dropped or looking for old things that you want to add to your collection. I love the aspect of physically holding something, looking at the artwork bringing it home, playing it on the record player, having that intimate experience where it actually feels like a live concert in your room when you're playing it. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I love every detail about it. I love um, especially everybody who knows me in real life knows that I am a freak for uh, color variants of records. I am very, very into collecting color variants of records. And so for me, that's become a lot of uh, fun is searching for, for those and different variants and collecting them. And they're just so visually stunning. Now, don't get me wrong, that's not the only reason why I get these records, is just to look at them. Of course, it's all about the music at the end of the day, but at the same time, it just adds to the experience, you know? It adds to, to the beauty of it, of, of playing it, where you get to visually look at something that may be so stunning, and, uh, you know, I love when the records match up with the album artwork as well. I love the, the detail that, that is put um, into it and everything that goes behind it. And I just love the full experience. I think it, it's a very um, connecting thing. Obviously, music in itself is such a connecting thing. But I love the fact that you can make a day of it with your friends. And you can go out to these independent record stores. And you can spend the time together searching for things. And, you know, um, looking at each other's music uh, hall of what each other got. And, and maybe when you go out, you can see, oh, I know that you enjoyed this and I found this. Look how cool this is. And, like, you trade stuff and you talk about it and you go home and you listen to it and then you talk about it with each other and it's just music is such um it's it's a beautiful thing obviously and it's just such a connecting thing between people and I just think that record store day and any opportunity that you can to go out and get something physically really um connects people and you build stronger bonds um, with your friends over, over music. And cause it's one thing where you're like, Hey, listen to this new album and they click it on Spotify to listen to it. And that's all good because I do that myself, you know, that's, that's all fun and good. But like, you don't get that same effect because you're not physically, uh, with each other, you know, it's kind of like the same things in terms of text versus phone calls or seeing somebody in person. Of course you have the option to text somebody and, and it's easy and it's convenient and, uh, you know, it's quick. So of course you do that on the daily, but isn't it nice when you see your friend in person and you're just able to vibe off of that and you see their social cues and the tone of their voice, hear the tone of their voice and you can interact in a totally different way that you don't get through text. And that's basically how I feel versus um, the whole argument of streaming versus physical media is that streaming like texting, it's there, it's easy, it's convenient. And I use it myself all the time as well. 
but uh, I just don't think you'll ever get that same experience as you do when you see somebody in person. Um, and that's the same thing I feel about physical media. Plus, it's just part of our history, you know, the record itself. I feel like it's a nice way to keep that alive even now in the digital age, you know, because uh, when I took part in Record Store Day this past weekend, uh, as I was browsing through all the different records, I heard uh, this man explaining to his daughter or son, I don't remember, uh, he was explaining to his child, you know, see, this is called the record player and this goes on it and this is how it works. And I thought that's really cool to keep that alive and to, you know, keep that going. Yeah, that's one of my favorite things. I'm glad that you said that. That's one of my favorite things is because uh, you and I, Eric, we're one of the last of that generation that grew up with physical media in general. So like we grew up with VHS tapes and cassettes and CD players and boom boxes and, you know, all that good stuff. And um you know, like you said, we're in a digital age now, so things are completely different where everything can be streamed and Netflixed and Hulued and, you know, totally different. There's no blockbusters and stuff. So, but we grew up in a totally different time. But I love the fact that you said that because I love that. I love that even kids that are being born now or being raised now, the younger generation can still um, have that those experiences, you know, they still have that option. And you might open their world to, to so much more than just, you know, clicking on something and listening to it or clicking on something and watching it, where you can broaden their horizons and then get them involved as well. You know, it's not just exclusively for older people. I think that's why there has been a, a such a vinyl resurgence is because the fact that, you know, it, it kind of bridges the gap between generations, and I love that. For one prior record store day a couple of years ago, I saw a picture of uh, this little girl with her family shopping at a record store. I believe one of the various record stores I follow on uh, social media posted it, and it's this little girl, maybe five years old or something, and she's buying a record, and I believe it was a One Direction record, but just the look on her face was so priceless because she's freaking out about it. You know, it's a modern, was a modern day band that she clearly was into in physical form. And she's just like, I can't believe it, you know, and it's just really cool to see that, especially on the face of someone from a much younger generation, you know? Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so, Eric, I wanted to ask you, when was the first year that you participated in Record Store Day? And explain your Record Store Day experiences each year after that. Did they get better? Did they get worse? Did they meet your expectations? Um, yeah, I just want to know all about that. So, I can't remember specifically what year I started. I definitely know I've been participating in it for more than four years straight. I know that. Um, and I've participated in both regular Record Store Day and Black Friday Record Store Day. In terms of experience, it's always been awesome. You know, it's always been cool to just go in a group of friends and, you know, go to the different record stores and just see what each one has to offer. And, you know, it's just never let me down so far. Now, in terms of the list, every year it's different. You know, some years um, the list has things that I'm just really blown away by. Others, you know, a little... A little less, but nonetheless. And where can people find the list? So it's on the official website, recordstoreday.com. They usually announce the list like a, maybe a month in advance. They don't tell you everything that's going to be on it. But, you know, they're, they tell you what artists are going to be releasing products on the list. And then as it gets closer, then they say, okay, the list is available. 
on our website. You can either go to the website or download it in PDF form, and we have everything there. Amazing, amazing. Um, so let's jump into this past weekend. Record Store Day this year was April 21st, 2018, this past Saturday. So let's just talk about that. We'll talk about the experience of Record Store Day, how it was this year compared to previous years. Tell me what you got. Tell me, yeah, your your Record Store Day haul. And let's talk about the different um, stores we went to and, and let's really dive into it. All right. So Record Store Day this year was a lot of fun. I started out at our local mall and, you know, it was packed. And the cool thing about the store I went to is that it's kind of like a multi-purpose store. There's action figures and clothes. It's not just simply a record store, but record stores are, the records are a huge part of it. The store he's talking about, guys, is Newberry Comics. I believe yes. the store started out in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. Um, don't quote me on that, but I think it started out in Boston and finally made its way over to New York. So that's very exciting for us New Yorkers. Yes, absolutely. One of my favorite stores ever. But, uh, and what I love about that store is they have their own variants of records, which is awesome. But yeah, like, you know, as soon as I got there, it was packed. A lot of people were searching through vinyl everywhere. The uh, exclusive record store day releases were at the front. So it's the first thing you see when you walk into the store and everybody's looking through it. You know, people of all ages. So it was just really fun to see that. Um, unfortunately, some stuff I was looking for sold out really quickly, particularly the uh, debut album by Pink Floyd. That's but, another thing. Can you talk about that really quick? How people really line up and camp out and yes, I things remember, go by fast. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I remember, oh man, like I, I, I'm not the kind of person that's like there at the crack of dawn. You know, whenever I uh, go to record store day, I should do that. But most of the time I don't. But uh, I do remember you telling me one time that you drove past one of the record stores you and I go to. The line was like around the block. And, you know, it just tells you that there are a lot of people who love this holiday and are aware of it. And this year alone, um, I follow one of the record stores we go to on social media and they posted that I, their first person stayed there to camp out overnight. That is, oh my God, that's insane. Yep, so they, they got a chair, they got blankets, they got comfy, whatever, and they literally stayed there overnight to be the first one in line to to go into the record store. So that's pretty crazy to, to think that people are still doing that. But at the same time, I love the enthusiasm and I love it because it gives me hope when you walk into these record stores and you see all these people there where you're like, okay, it's not a dying media you know because they're always talking about that in the media they're always doing the back and forth where it's like resurgence actually it's dying resurgence actually it's dying <laughs> so there's there's always um that struggle of is how long is this going to last and and you know be how long are things going to be produced like cds and cassettes and and records so it, it makes me very hopeful for the future that uh, not everything is going away. Just, uh, you know, our entire childhood, like Toys R Us and Blockbuster. Oh, yeah, that was so sad. Ouch, <laughs> ouch. But, yeah, you're totally right about that. I remember when I went to our local record store last year, I believe, this one guy had, like, two huge stacks of CDs. So that was cool to see. It was cool to see because, you know, you and I have spoken about this, about physical media, so... It's nice to see people supporting that and still consistently doing that, despite what the statistics say. But, um, and plus, you've seen me, you know, shop for records. 
you know, I'm gone for five minutes and then I have a huge stack underneath my arm. And that's exactly how it was this weekend. You know, as soon as I got to Newberry Comics, I just started picking, you know, everything, not everything I saw, but most of what I wanted. It's just like, oh, this is here. Cool. It's mine now. You know? How many records did you get in total this weekend? And name a couple titles that uh, you think that people would be interested in. Hmm. Some good finds. Let's see. So I must have gotten... Wow. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'll be honest with you. I lost count after like the first four. I don't doubt that. Because as soon as I got there and I saw you, I was like, wow, he's already good to go. He already has a bag in hand. Already checked out. So funny. Um, you, Yeah, you definitely went all in, which I love. Yeah, yeah, I was, because I, I look at the list and I always have an idea of what I want. The only worry is whether it's going to be there when I get to the store. Which is really smart going into it. I mean, that's why they had the list, um, you know, accessible for everybody to download as a PDF and you can save it on your phone or print it out. Um, just so you're well aware of, of what to look for, um, because you can go in there and shop like any other day, you know, and, and just pick up records in general, or if you want to go for the exclusives, then that's what you would be going for. So that's extremely smart to uh, to look ahead of time and have, be ready for that. Yeah, absolutely. And that's exactly what I did. So some things that I got. Um, I got three records, which are all part of this. Uh, they're all part of the set uh, called Orphans by a singer called Tom Waits. And uh, the set is split into three LPs called Ballers, Brawlers, and Bastards which uh, for Tom Waits fans, it's basically uh, it's a compilation album of some of his studio tracks from his uh, main discography and 30 unreleased songs, which is really cool. The first part of the set, Ballers, includes piano ballads. Brawlers, which is the second part, includes the more uh, hard blue stuff from his discography. And the last part of the set, which is called Bastards, that's experimental stuff which is also really cool. Very cool. I like the idea of that. I love the split, um, you know, the three split categories, and I love the the um, idea behind splitting them up by genre and song scheme. Yeah, because that was... I'm glad you brought that up, because for the longest time, it was only available as one thing, but this is the first time that they split each, uh, each section into its own LP. Very smart. And every every LP was a different color, too. So that was cool. And uh, another thing that I really wanted to get, which thankfully I found, is uh, this thing called the Split PZP by Australian singer Courtney Barnett, who also has a new album coming out this year in May. So I'm really excited for that. Nice. That's really cool. And what were some of the things that you missed that you were like, oh, man, I wish that I could have got here earlier to grab that? Any of those? Yeah. So there was, for any Nas fans out there, you guys know his debut album, Illmatic. Oh my god, that album is a classic. Another yes. thing I want to do on this channel, um, just so for everybody listening in the future, we'll do throwback reviews. You yes, know? And yes. Yeah, instead of just doing like new and, and up and coming music, we'll we'll do certain days, we'll, we'll do throwback reviews of classic albums that we think started a movement or really changed that you genre of music. You totally read my mind. <laughs> awesome. That's why you're my best friend. Awesome. Oh, Eric, you're my best friend too. I love you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I also got the, the Illmatic album. Um, Newberry Comics has a really cool, clear variant that they had. So I picked that up as well because... On Record Store Day this year, they released a live version of Illmatic with a symphony. So I thought, 
why not get both? That's amazing. Unfortunately, I missed the uh, Symphony album. I couldn't find it. But thankfully, the album is also available on Nas's website for anyone who wants it. So not all hope is lost, thankfully. Um, The other thing I really wish I could have gotten was the debut album by Pink Floyd, which is called Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Um, It's just an album that I've always wanted, and I wanted it on record for the longest time. But they had a special mono version coming out this year. So for people who don't know what that means... Um, typically when you listen to music, you have the, you know, vocals, guitar in one channel, drums and bass in another channel. So you basically hear different things through the left and right, you know, earbuds or headphones with mono, you basically hear everything through both channels. So you kind of get a more complete experience with that. So this Pink Floyd album was mixed in mono, which meant when you put it on the record player, you could hear everything through both speakers and i really wanted that but when i spoke to one of the employees at newberry they said that that's one of the first things that sold out oh i'm sure i'm sure everybody was all over that you don't get something that day you could always ask them do you have anything waiting uh in the wings that's coming by later this week and i'm sure they'll tell you yeah that's the thing i love about independent record stores is that they are your friends, people. The people that are working there, they want to get to know you. They want to know your music taste. They want to help you, and they want to, you know, be of service to you. So it's very important that when you go there, um, make yourself known. You know, introduce yourself, chat with the the employees, chat with the owner, um, develop that relationship there because it's only going to be beneficial to you. Exactly, and you know, both Lisa and I can tell you guys from experience that. After having shopped at an independent record store for some time, eventually they know you so well that whenever you go to the counter, you know, they they ask you, well, we do have this newer version of this album for a dollar more if you want it. So that's the cool thing about going to an independent record store. After a while, they really take care of you. Yeah, when you're looking through the use section and you find stuff that you want to take out and then they really hook you up at the end where they're like, oh, you can just buy this for a dollar or two more. And who's going to say no to that? You know, I spend more money on food. Give me a break. (laughs) Exactly. So, so yeah. And so getting more into that, I think we should really do a shout out to the record stores that we go to and um, because they just take such good care of us. You guys are the best. We want you to know that. And we just want you to know that your service never goes unnoticed. So, so specifically, we are talking about Newberry Comics. Mr. Cheapo CDs. Mr. Cheapo CDs and Looney Tunes. Yes. Looney Tunes CDs. Um, all those three. And also, I've had the pleasure. I'm going to take you in the future, Eric. This year we'll go um, together at some point. Rough Trade NYC. Nice. Very nice. Amazing. A record collector. Heaven. Nice. Very nice. That sounds very promising. Yeah. And I have only been to this store once, but when I went there, it was a really cool experience and they were really nice. Bull Moose Records. I really want to just thank you guys so much. I know I only visited you guys once in Portland and that was just so cool. Very nice. And that's also a fun thing is when you're traveling people to hit up record stores in each state or along the way. Um, is really cool because everybody has different things in stock. So like something that you can't find in New York, you can travel to, like you said, Portland or, or travel outside of uh, where you're located and, and find the thing that you're looking for. You never know what you're going to find. Yes. And if I ever take a road trip down to Nashville, 
you guys better believe I'm third, go to third man, man records. records yes that has always been a dream of mine and you know even they are like just so cool they have everything there they have a recording booth they have a novelty shop you know there's always something cool to do down there so that's definitely on my bucket list yeah definitely looking forward to doing that in the future and going there and having that experience that's going to be a lot of fun so yeah shout out to all the independent record stores out there for making all of us feel so welcome and for helping us with what we're looking for and just for giving such good service and really just going above and beyond for your customers because we really appreciate that and shout out to all the artists who have taken an interest to record store day because you know you guys also play a huge part in keeping that holiday alive you're a huge influence in promoting it to your fans and getting people out there and and making sure that people care and and you know explaining why they should care and even for the artists that are going to these events these record store days events and playing there and showing up and maybe signing things and meeting people all of that helps so we thank you, you know, kudos to you for going out there and making it uh, your business to, to support Record Store Day. And a shout out to all the Record Store Day ambassadors, which uh, started again back in, uh, I believe, 2008-2009. Jesse Hughes from the Eagles of Death Metal proclaimed himself the first Record Store Day ambassador, and every year they have a new one. Metallica, Dave Grohl, Iggy Pop, it's been going strong. I believe last year it was St. Vincent, so that was cool. And this year I believe it was Run the Jewels, I think so so shout out to you guys as well so let's let's talk about the rest of our day let's talk about looney tunes shall we looney tunes was oh man it was awesome i mean most of my money had gone towards newberry but if you know anything about looney tunes there's always something there that you want to walk away with so if you are visiting the new york area and you are in the city or close to long island make sure you make the stop to looney tunes records um, and CDs because Looney Tunes is a gold mine for record collectors. Yes, absolutely. And I also found some pretty cool stuff there. Not necessarily on the on the list, but just stuff I wanted because I do that too. I don't just go for the list. I go just for other stuff that I've always wanted to get but never could. Um, some cool stuff that I got there was Black Label Society's newest album called Grimmest Hits. And I just want to, you know, throw a little disclaimer out there. Grimmest Hits is not a compilation album. It's I, I know a lot that's a misconception that a lot of people have, but no. It's a brand new album. So please check it out. Uh I also got these two records by this really awesome blues singer called Howlin' Wolf. Uh for those of you who know him, he is a legend. The Rocking Chair album is awesome, and I finally got my hands on that on vinyl. I got that and I got the Howlin' at the Moonlight album, so Really excited to listen to those. Um, of course, I know both albums. I've heard them before, but this is the first time that they are mine and my collection. So that was fun. So, Eric, before we wrap this up, one last question I have for you is what are some tips of advice that you would give to people going out to Record Store Day, maybe for the first time? And, you know, what you would uh, tell somebody uh, how to approach their day? So first and foremost, definitely go with a safe amount of money because, you know, unfortunately records nowadays are not how they were back in the 60s or 70s. You know, they no longer cost 60 cents 
or a dollar. <laughs> I at, wish. At, at least new. <laughs> I wish. But um, yeah, on average, they'll cost you anywhere between fifteen and twenty dollars at the cheapest. But so so yeah, definitely bring a fair amount of money. Don't just start grabbing everything you see. You know, definitely make decisions before going to the cash register. Think about what you really, really want, and think about what you can leave. Think that about if you need there. it, people. Think about exactly, need it exactly. and how rare it is and what that means to you because um, by the time you get to the cash register, it's going to add up. So you really got to – we do this all the time, Eric and I. Yeah, yeah. We balance it out. We're like, okay, we, we grab a bunch of things and then at the end we go and sort through and we're like, okay, what do I really want and what do I need to have in my collection? And we sort it out. Yes, because you're right. It does add up and, you know, you can just tell, you know – Based just based on the scope of things, you can tell if you can count on it being there a week, a month from now, or if you may as well grab it now, you know. And also, think about the fact of like, what does this music mean to you? Is it just a casual listen, or it's something that you're really devoted to? Um, because that's what I normally do is um, why I said before that I see both sides of the argument with streaming and physical media because I personally do both. Um, if something is just a casual listening listen and I'm listening to it for the first time or like I like it but I'm not in love with it I'll stream it you know I don't necessarily have to go out and buy it yes that's a good idea and then you have records that you just instantly fall in love with where you're like I need to get this after you hear it off of uh you know streaming service where you're like I need next time I'm going out I'm buying this record so absolutely it's always a good idea to listen beforehand and just because the record is a really nice color doesn't mean that you're going to love it. Yes, colored records are a work of art. You know, that's hugely accepted now. But do yourself a favor and listen to the record first. Because if you love how it sounds and you love how it looks, then that's just the bonus. It's a win-win. Absolutely. And probably the biggest bit of advice, just have fun. Just enjoy the day. Enjoy what it stands for. Enjoy Bond with your people. friends. Exactly. Meet new people. Talk about what you love. And, you know, just go enjoy the day. Be respectful of others as well, too. And, you know, just have a good relationship with your record store. I remember I went uh, one year to Looney Tunes. I uh, don't know if it was my first or second year. And they gave me a free uh, 45. And a 45 is a is a single, by the way, <laughs> for those of you that uh, are a little too young. Uh, they gave me a free one because they're like, why not? It's record store day. That's awesome. They really take care of you. Shout Absolutely. Out, shout out to Looney Tunes. Shout out to Newberry. Shout out to Mr. Cheapos. Shout out to Rough Trade. And shout out to, what was it? Bull Moose. Bull Moose. Yes, we love all of you. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thank and you for taking care of us and for taking care of yes. all your customers. Absolutely. And on that note, guys, we want to know, did you go out for Record Store Day 2018? How was your Record Store Day experience? Do you want to get into records? Maybe we can help you. Maybe we can, you know, kind of steer you in a direction you may or may not want to go in. We'll find out. <laughs> so we want to hear from you guys. Um, let us know what you think of today's episode. Let us know what you think of all the music news and everything that's all these albums coming out and all these uh, great musicians making music. Let's talk about it. You can reach out to us at Music Matters Media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook.